Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Vegas Voice podcast segment. I'm Dan Roberts, the publisher of the Vegas Voice, and I have the great pleasure of introducing this Rhino's Rant with the new president of the Vegas Voice, and that is Rhino Goodman. So, Rhino, thank you for letting me sit next to you during this uh, segment. You're very welcome. And I would like to introduce to you, um, well, you already know her, but introduce to our listeners, uh, Liz Breer. She's one of our columnists, and she's got a terrific article coming out in the November issue um, that we're going to discuss part of now. You know, and, and one of the things, obviously, is with the background and the backdrop of the horrible massacre in Israel. And uh, I guess your article was straight on. So, Liz, we're just going to turn it over to you and tell us what what really is what you're feeling right now, you and your husband, Bill, concerning the, the atrocities in Israel. These are such difficult times. I'm sad every day. I'm fighting back tears. Anything I do, even something that's supposed to be enjoyable, is clouded by the events in the world. I grew up learning about World War II and the Holocaust in school, like everybody else did of my generation. But to think that we would ever live through what I'm considering to be the beginning of the second Holocaust is something that's just unbelievable to me. And uh, you have, I mean, you have a, really a, a direct connection to Israel through your, your grandmother, I I understand. That's that's correct. And 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 it it's something that I mean every Jewish person has been touched by this in the United States and around the world because it's just a regular slaughter, the worst since the Holocaust. But it it's affected me, it's affected Rana. But in particular, you've been to Israel, you know what's going on. And uh, again, talk a little bit about your grandmother, her connection with the state of Israel. Perhaps one of the reasons I feel so affected by what's going on, while I don't have family living there as many people do, I grew up knowing that the woman I'm named for, who passed away just before the state of Israel was actually formed, worked her entire adult life to make that dream come true. I have a photograph of her sitting with Chaim Weitzman right next to him. She was the president of the Brooklyn chapter of Hadassah, which is the woman's Zionist organization, and that was the largest Hadassah in the country and was for many years. And she devoted so much money and so much effort to help raise money to see that Israel did become a state because Jews have always known that that is our homeland. And no matter what else happens anywhere in the world, we have always felt that that was the place we could go and be safe. And when you go there to visit, you get that sense that you don't have anywhere else. Even if you live in a strong Jewish community in the United States, New York or L.A. or Miami, where there are so many Jews, it's different in Israel. You know you're surrounded by your own people. And no matter what bombs they lob on the state, it's still the place that, as a Jew, you know you can feel safe. There will never be an Auschwitz there. There will never be a concentration camp. And if that day, God forbid, should ever come, then the world will end as far as I'm concerned. And uh, Rana, I mean, throw something in. I mean, again, you also, uh, you, you went through as a very, very young child, World War II. You, you know how it affected your family that is Jewish. And, and you know, how did, how, did, 
how do we even live by this right now? How do we? What do we do right now, as opposed to just watching the news? I don't know that you can really do anything now until we see what's happening with uh, Hamas and the rest of them. But one of the things that got to me the worst on this whole mess is you don't make war on children. And what they did to the little kids, besides taking some of them hostage, is just, to me, unbelievable. And to see people in this country having demonstrations favoring the Palestinians, I'm looking at the crowd of people, a lot of them young, childbearing age women, and I'm thinking to myself, how can they, before Palestine, when they look at their own kids and know what the Palestinians and Hamas did to those children? I just don't get it. Good, listen, and, and your thoughts on it? You ask, what can we do? Yep. I'll tell you that both of our daughters went through a program called Alexander Mus High School in Israel. They lived in Israel and studied there for two months. My younger, Our younger daughter has been back several times, and they both have a deep love for the country, and they keep saying they want to go there and help right now. They feel they want to go. I explained to them that they would probably be more of a burden than a help because they're not trained, mm -hmm. that they have a wonderful military in Israel, and the population general will come together and be the backup for whatever else they need as far as food and medicine, things of that nature. So the best thing that they can do, of course, is pray. But if people can afford to try and send money, and there's so many worthwhile organizations, there's Hadassah, there's the FIDF, the, the Israel Defense Force, can always use funds, the uh, Mogan David Adam, the Red Cross of, of Israel, a anything that people can do financially is something worthwhile. And we were at a rally on Sunday where somebody was handing out uh, papers asking people to fill a shoebox with toys for children, quiet toys, oh nothing, nothing battery operated, mm -hmm. things that they can give the children when they're in a shelter to keep them entertained and keep them quiet. And that's something you can go to the dollar store mm -hmm. and fill it with crayons and coloring books and drop it off at the real estate uh, offices where they, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the information with me. But again, that's a small thing, but it's a helpful thing. So what can we do? Just pray. Yeah. You know, it, it is a, a sad commentary on, on the world that af after the Holocaust, after the state of Israel was formed, after a couple of wars, that there would be this senseless surprise attack, not for the military, not for military bases, but on innocent people. And I don't know how any person can say, well, let me tell you, that's bad, but let me tell you about Israel's policies. And I don't see how one has anything to do with the other. A massacre is a massacre. And, and, and I don't know what else to call it except butchery. And it's just not right. It's just... It's not human in the 21st century. Uh, I don't think there's much emphasis in the news about the fact that Israel has been supporting the Gaza area for years. And they give them money with the idea that they thought they would be building hospitals and schools and better communities. Not only did they not do that, they ripped up the sewer system and they used the pipes to make the bombs. Yeah. They were left greenhouses and other things that they could use to develop their community. They destroyed everything. This has been the plan all along. And 
the world hates Jews, and you can see that you see it in the demonstrations in New York and L.A. and Australia and in England, and it's not just the Middle East, and this is just the burden that Jews have to bear. And it, is it something where, and, and I mean, I feel it also that, you know, the saying after the Holocaust was never again, is that, no, you fight back, and you fight back strenuously, and in effect, you don't take anything from anybody who even tries to convey, well, yeah, but let's balance one off against the other. It's not. It's pure anti-Semitic. It's anti-Jew. And I think every Jewish person or really any human being that cares should stand up and say, no, it's not going to happen. We're going to have to fight back. It, I, I remember what this is. This is all brought to my mind. During the Second World War, my father was stationed in South Africa, and then he would then they sent him over to Israel. He was the only Jewish person in his outfit. And he was ordered to take his, his group down to the beach. The soldiers. Soldiers. His soldiers down to the beach, form a line, and make sure none of the rowboats and everything else that were bringing Israeli refugees, or well, future Israelis, but refugees from Europe to Israel so they could have a home. And when they first saw the boats rowing in, my dad turned his back to the water and crossed his arms and just stood there. He wasn't allowed to leave his unit, but he didn't want to pay attention to what his orders were. He was not going to block anybody from coming in. And he said the most amazing thing in his mind was when he did that and turned his back, the rest of his entire unit did the same. And the people were and able to... the people kept running ashore, and they all helped him, carried anyone that were invalids back to safety. And then they did their job as far as they were concerned. They didn't stop anybody from coming ashore. And in, in the few seconds that we have, we have left, what do you want to convey to the public, Jews and non-Jews in Las Vegas, in the country, around the world? What should they be aware of? Not only is Israel the homeland of the Jews, but it's the homeland of all the major religions. When we were in Israel, we walked the 12 stations of Christ People need to realize the Holocaust didn't just affect Jews. Six million Jews, maybe six, seven million other people. So wake up, folks, because after they come for us, they won't be more than happy to come for you. They do not like any organized religion except their own. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I mean, hate to end this on a sad note, but it really is out there. And yet, hopefully, things will get better one way or another. So... Rhonda, thank you for letting me host it with you. Liz, as always, thank you so much. Uh, I guess everybody feels your pain. Everybody feels the same way. So this is Dan Robertson, Rhonda Goodman for The Vegas Voice, saying we will see you again next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you.